This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. Rebel scum podcast. I'm Brock. This is James. We're here to talk about Star Wars. Boom. God bless. Virtual background. I'm James. My virtual background. I was showing a picture of an action figure of Ray. From Galaxy of Adventure, Couldn't because we're going to talk about rape. I know it's like it just it clears up, but if I don't have this, you'll see a toolbox. No one needs to see that. Mm. See my coffee mug? Oh yeah, Yoda, nice. best uncle. Nice. Been told that for a while now, Brock. Not to bra- It's just I'm not bragging. Mm. I'm not bragging, but go on. Oh, it's okay. I got my nieces on the video board at the at the Skydome, aka the Rogers Center. Oh, Stuck it. <laughs> damn it! That's to the it. point that they went to a Raptors game <laughs> last week, and they're like, "When are we going to be on the video board?" And I, and I didn't even think about it. They didn't message me. I'm like, I could have made that happen. <laughs> this Brock anyways. can make a lot of things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, James, have you watched Bad Batch yet? Look, I'm gonna watch it when it's done. I've decided <laughs> that I'm too far along. I've I've been watching. Um, actually, to, not gonna lie to you, I'm watching absolutely nothing at the moment. Yeah, I get it. I don't even have an excuse to be like, well, I've been watching. Like, I saw the first episode of The Last of Us. I haven't even thought of the second one until yeah. I was trying to think of what I'm in the middle of watching now. I have seen quite a bit of Below Deck, but <laughs> other than that, I really haven't watched anything to be honest. Yeah. Um. Like I said last week, like Aaron doesn't watch the animated Star Wars stuff. She's yeah. she's too good for that stuff. She just yeah. she just doesn't she's not interested in it. So like for me, it's you know I gotta find time to do it. So I, I've decided, Brock, that I will binge it. But have you had a chance to watch it? No, and that's why I bring it up because <laughs> like I started watching it while laying in bed and fell completely asleep and wasn't mad it's about a- it because from what I do remember about it, it was like. Oh, it's another episode that almost goes nowhere. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but it's just sort of like the 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 squad is split, and it's only like Crusher, Crusher. What's the smart guy and Omega on some like hijinks? I'm like, huh. So I don't know. Like the story. I mean, the episode prior where it was mostly be mostly about Crosshair is like that's pretty cool. So I don't know. I I, I will watch all of it though. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that one. I mean, how can you not watch it? It's more Star Wars anyway. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to. But I, I, the, the show's strange to me. Like, I haven't seen any of this season at all. But I see, like, because I go on social media. I go on Twitter. Mm-hmm. and I mean, and Twitter's, like, the worst place to gauge anything. But I'm going to for this because we're a podcast. And I went on there, and I see people, like, today, like Tuesday night, right? Like, mm-hmm. like right now, they're like, who's ready for Bad Batch in six hours? Who's ready? Bad Batch countdown. Two hours. Come on, Bad Batch. Who's excited? 
And then Wednesday, it's like radio silence on Bad Batch. Like maybe for like a half hour, people are like, whoa, Bad Batch. Uh, that was okay. Like I, there's not really much. And then it kind of disappears. And then Tuesday night again, it's like, who's ready for Bad Batch? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like what happened? Like the show, it's it's strange. It's nice that we're getting more Star Wars. So I'm not yeah. complaining about that. But it doesn't have that. I mean, also yeah. it's animated, so maybe that's part of it. But it doesn't have the appeal of Andor and mm-hmm. and and I, I do have a question for you and for anybody watching, listening right now, in terms of of uh, this era that we're in, this somewhat prequel era, where are people invested in the Bad Batch as much as as they could be. I mean, I guess Andor would be the counterpoint to this, but, but because you know, their fate can't be great after like, like their story almost can't go anywhere of significance. So do you think that might take away? And I could be wrong. Maybe there is something of significance. Maybe one of them is Snoke. We don't know. <laughs> so I'm just thinking like, what if, what if like, is, could that be something that's taken away from some of it as people are like, well, I mean, the story is, it's ultimately not going to go anywhere of significance in the Star Wars universe. <coughs> I think. And the, I could be way off. I think, in regards to Bad Batch, they were smart where they just created totally new characters that we kind of had never met before. <coughs> um, so, like, they can easily get around the fact, that, like, well, you never hear about these characters in any other any other star wars uh content so it's like yeah maybe you just end the series where they die or something like that but it's just like i'm yeah yeah i'm i'm reading like the new uh new phase of high republic uh books and i will review them when i'm done because i want to read the first three like all at at the same go because like you know they try to intertwine and all Mm -hmm. but like now that like the High Republic has moved to a hundred years before whatever it is before the first phase of High Republic, where it's totally new characters and the only like real mention of anything you've heard before is like they talk about the Hut Cartel for like a hot second and they mention Yoda. So it's just like you've got totally new characters. And like the first book I read, which was actually a young readers one or maybe like young adult, it was actually really good and it reminded me like you can tell a Star Wars story. And not have any pre-existing characters, but it still has the same vibe. As long as like you can make the, like, the I think the issue I have with new Star Wars content is the names are getting more and more complex. Where I'm just like, I can't, I can't remember those names. <laughs> Outside of that, though, it's it's the same idea. It's like there's an old guy or an old woman, and then a young person, and they're Jedi's, and like, and then there's like a pilot and some like quirky robots. It's like. You can tell a story, and and for in my opinion, the, the first one, which is uh, Quest for the Hidden Temple or something, was really really cool. Like, and it's just sort of like it has nothing to do with anything, and it's like I said, it's it's young adult, so it's it's not going to be monumental to the change any changes in Star Wars, but it's still valid. So it's like in regards to Bad Batch, it's like as long as you can make the story fun. Mm-hmm. what's the problem but like yeah you're right it's sort of like we can't really mingle with any pre-existing characters because they all they all sort of have a fate of some sort but i mean tales of the jedi shows that like you can return to it i, I don't know it's, it's 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 interesting it is very interesting that like the last six months of content we've had all somewhat pertain to 
um, prequel. I mean, yeah. I guess if you throw Andor into the prequel era, like I think you can, but like it's like yeah, it, it is interesting. I never thought about it. Yeah, it's 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 like that era that they were shying away from for so long. They now mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. fully embrace. And it's I put out a, a tweet yesterday on the Twitter mm-hmm. saying like Star Wars wasn't better when you were a kid. You just weren't a, a aficionado (laughs) well you weren't like an idiot yet like you weren't like you know you weren't miserable in life like you haven't been pushed down because it's because you think about star wars you and i are original trilogy era babies you're a little i guess you're technically after but you're an original trilogy baby. yeah but then there's the prequel babies and and so like we're like the og man the prequel babies are like the prequels are the best and now the sequel kids who are now like if a seven-year-old saw the force awakens they're now 14 yeah yeah. almost 50 so like they're gonna be like that's that's theirs and so it's like (laughs) has star wars i don't star wars has never been i think what people think it is it's like there's so (laughs) many movies like you know i liked howard the duck when i was a kid there's a lot of movies that you watch when you're younger that are terrible i mean star wars is obviously very good it was you know but i'm just saying like you you have nostalgic memories for these things and and that's where it lies and and you have and and that's why I think it's important to never disregard those, and which mm. is why the Clone Wars was so uh, important, and why these live action shows are getting there. Like Andor, for instance, Andor, it's not doing it, but it is. It's bridging that gap between the prequels and and uh, the original trilogy. Like it's bringing, like especially the Imperial side of it, where you're seeing it, and then you're seeing the uprise of the rebellion and what it actually means when Luke joins it, because when Luke when Luke joins the rebellion, we don't know anything about it. Like we've spent 40 years and we really, I mean, some books and stuff, but you know, there's never been this darker side to it or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's great that they can do that and, and you've got to embrace it all. And I think, I think all the star Wars we've been getting as of late have really done a good job in embracing the past, present yeah. and the future. It's true. I even thought of that during, I was reading high Republic. Uh, they mentioned wrath hard and there was something else. That's like a relative. Oh, Life Day. They mentioned Life Day. So, like, that's like a relatively new thing, even though it's been around forever. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. Life Day is Brit. Like, Life Day, as much it as it's 40 oh, it's years absolutely. old, it's. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, but I like your metaphor there of like, you, like, when you're younger, you don't know. It's sort of like, like, uh, it's like you have a fresh palette when you watch Star Wars for the first time. Doesn't matter when, but you'll never like, it's like when you watch those videos where kids try lemons for the first time and they shoot yeah. it in slow motion. We're like, or it's like, whoa! It's like you. It's like you're, or like they, they literally have kids uh, videos of kids watching Star Wars for the first time. And they're like, or like, it's what? Like, Father, what? Like, it's just like I watched. Oh, the, you experience that, yeah, exactly. I saw with my my niece, my niece and nephew. We watched the Rise of Skywalker. I, I don't know if they had seen the Last Jedi. I know they've seen the like a. I don't know if they saw the prequels. They saw a bunch of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. They saw the Force Awakens for sure. I don't know about the Last Jedi, but we were like, it was when COVID first started. Before COVID was like COVID, but we were all kind of yeah. sent home. But like where yeah. I live, it's like <laughs> whatever COVID. And so my niece and nephew just happened to be over, like right then. Like it was already planned and whatever. And Disney released the digital copy of Rise of Skywalker like four or five days early. If you remember, they were like, "You get it today," instead of like in two weeks or whatever. We're like, "Oh, cool." And I said, Let, guys, let's let's watch Rise of Skywalker. And they had never seen it. And we're watching it. Yeah. And and when Ray Palpatine was <laughs> revealed, which is like, I mean, Daisy really, we're going to talk about a little bit, talks mm-hmm. about it. And people hate that reveal now and everything. But those two kids who were, what were they, eight, 
nine and like mm-hmm. six, something like that. They were shell shocked and like their mouths dropped. There's a picture on our Instagram on the Rebel Scrum Instagram page where they're like the moment where they saw the reveal. And I wasn't planning on taking a picture or a video, otherwise, I might have taken a better picture in a and a video. But yeah. I just kind of noticed it out of the corner of my eye when it happened. I was like, oh, this is a moment. Like, this is something that they'll remember. And I think that as much as like the adults hated that the, the next day, two days, they were outside grabbing sticks, playing lightsabers with the sticks. And yeah, you know, my niece was Ray Skywalker, and mm-hmm. and then she'd pretend every once in a while because she's crazy, she'd be like, and she'd use like force lightning because she could do that too. But it sparks the imagination. And and just because you don't like it as an adult, I, I don't think you should wash it away yeah but yeah it's it's but it's i'm excited to see all those things with my daughter now like i'm gonna yeah. shove lemon in her face right That's away fine. i'm gonna do that right now leave her back <laughs> but then let's so let's talk <laughs> he's gone he's back <laughs> i just vanished let's, let's uh let's talk about ray then because there's been some rumblings on daisy ridley yeah so daisy ridley mm. i guess she's promoting a movie or something Mm. and (laughs) everyone keeps asking her if she's going to come back and she hasn't ruled it out and like a month or maybe in the last year she was at lucasfilm and everybody speculated oh what's she doing because there was talk of this damon lindelof movie right which still hasn't been which hasn't been officially announced which i kind of um i'm okay with whether it happens or not whatever at least hasn't been officially announced yeah that there was talk that movie was going to follow the sequels and some sequel characters could appear so there's a lot of talk that maybe daisy um i think she's claiming now that she hasn't heard anything but she is she did say like she's unemployed and you know she's looking for a job so she would return (laughs) um yeah the for for me you know i am so that it doesn't sound like i'm bashing on the sequels necessarily the prequels i kind of also feel like like uh anakin should have become darth vader halfway through attack of the clones but mm-hmm. you don't know like there's anakin and vader are two separate people in the minds of the jedi at that time anyway whatever so the sequels i still kind of wish in a way that it was ray was kind of separate from the skywalker saga and she was on like skywalker saga was like here or ended and she's going on her own path and we follow her and i kind of hope that's where they go with episode 10 let's call it for the sake i mean if it's if it takes place after the sequels and any character from the sequels are in it it's episode 10 whether they want to admit it or not i'm fine with that i'm like bring her in even if she's a minor role even if she shows up is like hey i'm ray let's use the force ciao yeah. i'm i'm fine with that yeah yeah i i yeah i don't mind it, it is i was thinking about this recently isn't it funny how like Star Wars just is unforgiving on its cast. Like, there's always, like, maybe one person that does really, really well. You know, like, it's, like, I guess in the originals, like, it's it's Harrison Ford. And then the, the prequels, it's kind of more Natalie Portman than anybody else. And then, like, in the sequels, it's, it's, uh, it's Oscar Isaac. But it's, like, all these other actors are brilliant. So, like, why are they not selling, like... I think it's easier for the actors today per se. Cause like, I feel like Daisy Ridley got in a bunch of big pictures right after star Wars. But then like, where is, um, Oh God. What's, uh, what's, uh, Finn's name, his real name, John Boyega, John Boyega. Like, where is he? Like, he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. I've seen him a lot of things, but like, why isn't he, I mean, I guess the, 
He's he was in Warrior yeah, Queen, attack right? Attack the block too. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it just like he was in Star Wars. He was the face of Star Wars. They're working arguably. on him. They're like they're like I don't know. It's just like I don't know where did he go? Like uh, maybe he took a break. Maybe it is a lot to deal with. Star Wars in general, but like, and you know, he, yeah, I he's mean, not gone from the like Daisy Ridley, eye, and, by so, yeah, yeah. Well, Daisy Ridley and Kelly McTran had to leave social media when they were in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand. Like, when people are like, "I can't wait for the Ryan Johnson show." First of all, I think half those people are saying that are full of crap. But I think like Ryan Johnson, God bless the man. I, if I were him, I would not want to come back to Star Wars because why? Yeah. Why would you want to come back to this toxicity? Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I just don't get it. He has got a really good thing going on with Knives Out. He's making more money than he could ever imagine with that franchise on top of having fun with it. Yeah. Why would you want to come back to this and have dumbass YouTubers like us bitching about it? Not that we did. We actually <laughs> liked the movie, but you know, like, like, like yeah, why yeah. would you? Why would you want to? Like, just don't. I don't. I. I mean. You know, you love Star Wars, you love Star Wars. But I had, you know, there was a report going around before that said a lot of like big time filmmakers didn't want to touch Star Wars because it was so toxic. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but it's just like, <sighs> I got it's a variety. Um, just oh, make it like it's like James Gunn got fired for something and now he's in charge of DC, <laughs> DC EU or, or DC film universe like (laughs) it's like i get it it sucks but the same note it's like who cares like uh... though i guess you have to tread carefully because like the internet basically reanimated the sonic movie you know (laughs) so there's so many things it's like it's a weird thing yeah yeah which i think i i I jokingly said to you is like that's the one time studios should have listened to the audience like the only time that studio that studio interference show but i was you know i was thinking too and this is nothing mm-hmm. i normally like to talk about but uh because it's kind of a negative and everything but i felt like in the force awakens jj abrams right away was like like we're doing movies that are better than the prequels because the first line is this will make things right right you know what i mean like it was kind of like mm-hmm. oh no prequels no prequels um and then the last jedi comes and people are complaining about the retconning that happens in the Rise of Skywalker to The Last Jedi, which I still don't really feel there's retconning, but I'm kind of wondering if his mentality was the same. If he went in there being like, let's take what people didn't like about The Last Jedi and figure and, and flip it. But I'm also, but I also can't remember how far along they were in script writing by the time The Last Jedi came out. So that could be off, but just it's kind of strange that that he went the same way. Anyway, it can lead into my busy Ridley thing here on Variety.com. Um, and so they were, t- they asked her, about- oh, it's a Rolling Stone interview that I'm reading on mm. Friday because internet. Um, so people loved, I mean, we were just, we did our ranking Star Wars and we had Disney Desi on. She loved the Ray Nobody mm. on there, and a lot of people love the Ray Nobody. And they asked her about that. And I think this is one of those things Rolling Stone could be kind of a dickhead magazine. Sorry for the language, but they, you know, they can where they try to like poke the bear with it a little, yeah, a bit like. They left Celine Dion off their best singers of all time, or something like they, you know, they, they know what they're doing. So anyway, they're trying yeah. to poke the bear on, yeah. and and if she was disappointed 
on Ray being somebody. And she, and this is so we always heard that that JJ and Ryan Johnson were on the same page about where Ray came from. And I kind of said, I think like a week ago, because my timing is awful, that I didn't believe them. And now, so this quote might solidify that that was actually a true statement. Uh, well, JJ Abrams was the one who was like, she is of no one. So it wasn't just The Last Jedi where that was the message, really said. What was interesting about the last one for me was that you can be a hero and not come from anywhere, or you can be a hero and come from literally the world in the universe. You're not your parents, you're not your grandparents, you're not your bloodline, and you're not the generations before you. So I was always like, sure, but it was beyond my pay grade, which is the part that everybody's clinging to where she said that. Mm-hmm. And she says, I say the words do the thing. I do love the version of you can be anyone you want to be, but I also love the version where you can rectify the wrongs and help the world you're born into. So I'm, I actually, that's how I kind of felt about it too. I was never, I mean, the Ray nobody for me didn't work in the Skywalker saga, quote unquote, because it's anyway, like you, they hand they handcuff themselves with that stupid name, but like, the Ray for Nobody works on a lot of levels, but I also think what she's saying about you come from the worst person on the planet, on the in the galaxy of all time, you know, that might even be more powerful than coming from nothing. Yeah, it, it's, I'm all like, I'm all for not like replicating the first movie. Like, it's like, yeah, I get it. We like, we've set up this whole Skywalker saga where it's like, um, the chosen one and all that jazz. And it's like, yeah, well, what would that mean? Like if Luke is the chosen one, cause like, or not Luke isn't the chosen one. Anakin's the chosen one, but it's like, it seems like the prophecy is like, he destroys the Jedi order and then his son rebuilds it to an extent. That was the vibe we always got even brought prior to the prequels. Sort of like, I mean, I guess the prequels pushed it a lot more because they called him the chosen one more often. But it's just like, a lot more. Yeah. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it made sense. Like, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, it's it's not one person. It's the person's legacy. So it's like, oh, could we keep going forward? But, like, I never really understood the argument because it's like, on who is, who screwed this up. It's like, JJ put in the idea that, like, the, the New Republic fell apart, that Luke went into hiding Han and Leia, their marriage didn't work, and their son is like, uh, like the new villain. I feel like that should have been dived into more. I think that would have made a lot more things valid. Like it's just like, why can't it be like I said it last week? It's like why, why can't Ray just be Aladdin? It's just a person in the right place at the right time, like Luke. Like <laughs> it's like Luke is in the right place at the right time. You know, like. I mean, granted, we now know that Obi Wan is there for him, but like, it's it's like, yeah, you know but what that's I mean? like, that's retconning. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like I don't know. It's yeah, I, but anyways, going back to the Ray question, it's like Daisy Ridley back. Sure, great, that would be great because you want to know what we all want, and I just said it like twice, I think, in that sentence. We just want more content. We want to know more. We want to like, like I think. Mm-hmm. No, watching the Lego Star Wars mm. like holiday special, especially the holiday. No, the what was the first one? The Halloween or the holiday? Holiday? I'm Whatever. Not, the I first think, Lego special. Um, yeah. Not the summer one. I think it was the yep. first one. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, it was the first. Look, the the Christmas one. The, that one when that one started was going and Ray was training Finn, which is something I don't even care about. Like I, I was fine with with Finn not having the Force. Like I was like, he's Han Solo. Yeah. Let's deal. But whatever. 
And, and I remember watching that and it's Lego. And I was like, yeah, you know, I would be down for way more adventures with these people. Like, you know, with these characters, like I really enjoy the characters. And, and even if they're a small, small role going forward, like their storyline is done moving on. I'm all, I'm all for that. I think I'm also, but, but you have to acknowledge what happens. I think that's a big thing. And, and I know Fantasia right off the bat with the force awakens felt like Ray was going to be a Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And he was very disappointed by the reveal of her being a Palpatine because mm-hmm. he kind of wanted the movies to deal with it more. And yeah. I think that might even be the flaw of Star Wars as a whole, though, is we get these twists and there's really there's really not much to them. Like Luke finds out Vader's his father and he's kind of bummed for like a half an hour. Like, he's yeah. like, oh, is he really my father? OK, well, I'm going to go turn him good. Like, yeah. there's no, I mean, yeah, you. there's a little bit more conflict with with him turning bad at the end, but I don't think anyone ever really felt he was going to turn, you know, like he's yeah. a hero and um, you know, Ray being a Palpatine is kind of the same, but I, I kind of like the idea that she's a no one. Then like, and yeah. she, she comes to the conclusion that she is a nobody and she has no place in that story. And then <laughs> she finds out she's not just a like a nobody, but she serves a massive point of this story to the most horrible person of this story but because of her journey and because she's a no one that's really what it is because she was a no one and she is a no one she can rectify all the wrongs that her bloodline did i think that's that is a a good story and uh, that's what i'm pushing in my new book the bloodline of ray <laughs> yeah i i mean let's let's not be naive and like 20 years if they're like how do we get people excited and you throw like a Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and Oscar Isaac in a movie? Like it'll sell. Like (laughs) it'll sell next week. Like, like night court is a show again. Like, (laughs) like Uh, anything is possible. I'm with, I'm I'm, that, that's the, that's, but that's also to the point of why can't cover yourself with the, uh, with the um, Skywalker saga title mm-hmm. and why handcuff yourself to it has to be a trilogy. Like why not just let these movies live and like, yeah. just, you know, I'm not saying that has to be every other year like they were doing or every three yeah. years like Lucas was doing, but like, just let them thrive, man. Let them do episode. Maybe don't do episode 10, maybe do episode 20. And then you can go back and you have 10 years to fill out when yeah. the next John Favreau and Filoni come up and they can make movies instead of shows or something like yeah. just, they have fun with it. That's what Star Wars is all about. That's what they've mm. done so well. Like Lucas made a movie, then he's like, actually, that's the second one. Actually, it's the fourth one. And you're like, what the heck is going on? Like, you know, yeah. it's, like, it's almost like decided. like the, the the Disney era Lucas film is like, well, George didn't ever really know what was going on, so we'll never know what's going on. Like, it's like it's okay. We can go back and fix it. Like, like. It's it is kind of a magical thing that Star Wars does pretty well, but it's just like, yeah, like the amount of times George Lucas redid his first three movies, like it's it's just like I know he doesn't change the movie, but he adds those little things yeah. and like it's just like the it's a constant work in progress. It's like it's like it's like the highway in your hometown where it's like, well, we got <laughs> construction again. We just had it six months ago, but whatever. We still keep driving on it, so. I don't know. Yeah, that's basically what Star Wars is. But like to talk about the character, like I mean that last scene where Ray walks into the the twin sons on Tatooine with BB-8, I'm like, yeah, show me where she goes. I want to know. <laughs> it's that says a lot about a movie. So 
I don't know. I'm all for it. Um, there was there was a lot of cool things that just like I think it's like we I think viewers like like a good story, but they also like something that like makes sense where it's just like this and then this, and you're like, oh, that means that was like something back to there. It doesn't have to be like hugely revealing, but I think we all enjoy immersive and uh-huh. chunky storylines or just universes right universes like this is why people love marvel they love harry potter they love so many things like marvel harry potter and streaming have changed and not just Harry. there's more than that obviously but like those especially marvel and streaming they've changed the way we watch anything yeah because now everybody wants everything like um, like you mentioned DC earlier, so Black Adam is now no longer a thing, so people <laughs> won't go like the Flash. I'm really curious to see how the Flash does. I feel like Shazam's yeah. not gonna be part of it, but they can't say anything because if they're like, Well, Shazam doesn't take place in the universe, people will be like, well, Then I'm not interested, but you love the first one, but I'm not interested anymore because it's not part of this. It's like, Why can't you just like a movie? We just for some yeah. reason we're not wired like that anymore. It's like it's got to be part of this bigger bigger epic scale otherwise we just for some reason are not into it and and i don't like and i honestly i'm not even joking i think shazam is out of the dc movies but they're not going to say anything until after the movie comes out because if they do they're just shooting themselves like the flash i don't even like that movie could be really it's supposed to be really good michael keaton has batman there's so much going for it but are people gonna be like no i don't care like after this there's nothing like i I, it the mentality of the fan base is is like that and i think the next Mm -hmm. star wars movie has to be cognizant of this is part of a greater epic which i think the star wars movies now that there's tv should be part of this bigger grander epic Mm. adventure but like so many of the disney plus things and the books prove that like you can have a you can tell a story in this universe and it doesn't have to have luke or vader or ray or kylo ren like you can have characters that are almost identical to them because end of the day star wars pertains around the force so there's good guys and there's bad guys they can either be wizards or they can just be regular guys in black suits i don't know it's it's so easy to like to do and like like the first, this first High Republic book I read, there's a couple Jedi's, but this is like, they're still like figuring out hyperspace lanes, which I know they already talked about hyperspace lanes in the first phase, but it's just like, this is literally like they went on an adventure in a planet that doesn't have any connection to the like the uh, inner rim, whatever it is, Coruscant's in the center of the galaxy. So it's just like it's literally like they're cowboys. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like. You can easily just make a film like that. I mean, or even Visions. Visions, like, let's do this, but with the anime spin to this. But, like, there's one series where it's just about, like, what if, like, Star Wars were samurais? Like, yeah, it worked. It was interesting. So it's, like, (laughs) it doesn't make sense. All I know is I want Mandalorian right now. And it's just, it's still, like, amazing to me that it's only two months away. (laughs) Not even it's like a month and like a couple of weeks away. What is it? March February short. March first. March first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And February short. Thank you, February. I had March thirtieth in my head for some reason. I can't remember. Eh, I don't know. Still, I'm yeah, sure it'll like... get delayed anyway. <laughs> Do you want to? You want to see something but not see something? Check it out. 
Oh, you can cut. You can see it stuck. That's weird. <laughs> that is so weird. But if I cover me, it's like you don't. Yeah, for perfect. Oh, <laughs> That's Snoke. I got him for two fifty or five bucks. Nice, Snoky Snoke. Whatever. Uh, Daisy Ridley, please come back to Star Wars and bring it with you as well. Uh, oh, she's in the new uh, indie drama. Sometimes I think about dying. That's a freaking title. All right. Mm-hmm. wonder if it's good sometimes i think about dying it's at uh, sundance right now oh yeah it's sundance oscar nominations mm-hmm. today brock did you see them yeah. john williams got nominated nice <laughs> i went on the twatter saw john williams on it and i also saw that uh oh oh my gosh i just i, I just googled sometimes i think about dying and to Google's credit, the first thing that comes up is help is available. Speak with someone today, and there's a suicide prevention number. Yeah, of course. So that's because I've didn't, I wasn't even thinking that it would be more serious than a movie. Okay, there we go, Sundance. I'm gonna check it out after. That was good on Google. Good on Google for that. Now they're gonna think that now my analytics are all off. <laughs> my algorithm's gonna <laughs> are be you so okay? screwed. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Uh, Anyway, um, these are really Star Wars good times. Yeah. Let them roll. All right, the odds. Let's do it. Hold your pants. There we go. Navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Never tell Never. me the odds. <laughs> Brought to you by patreon.com slash. Rebel Scum Podcast. If you like what we do, why don't you help us out by supporting us? Go on down there and put your well-earned dollars on this podcast about Star Wars. Because there's no other podcast about Star Wars, just us. And you could there's be very the, few. There's very few. You could be one of the many that support us because they think we're great. And I still don't understand it, but here we go. Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen. Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Rez, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl 02, Gleek Play 1, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Dale Erdman, Girls of Sabres, and Denjamin Nerds. We're, thank you all. Thank you so much You're to so, all of them. Yeah. Fantasia couldn't join us today because... Good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. I said, hey, <laughs> go play your Marvel United game. Go play Marvel United. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what's our odds today, Mr. James? By the way, the uh, new Daisy Ridley movie is 91 minutes long. Hundo percent. Wow. <laughs> 91 Fair minutes enough. long. That's how long. If Avatar was 91 minutes long, yeah. I might have watched the second one. By the way, $2 billion. No one's seen oh, it yeah. multiple times. Nominated for Best Picture. Four Academy Awards nominations for Avatar. And Top Gun 2 <laughs> was nominated for Best Picture, which tells me one thing, Brock. They want them ratings. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. All right. Now, thank you to all of our patreon skeleton crew will feature a young phasma will we see a young captain phasma and skeleton troop by young i mean like sindel yeah, yeah. This, this is a great idea uh though we i know there's a comic book about phasma it's like i don't feel like we know her full history so it's like if she's super young but i love it so i'm gonna go 70 percent. that'd be cool 
Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen, but I'm gonna go 91 because it mm-hmm. should mm-hmm. happen. Because I mean, I, I shouldn't say it should happen. I have no idea what Skeleton Crew. Have yeah, like have they even set Skeleton, <laughs> no. skeleton Crew? It's in two a line time? kids. It's supposed That's to be it, like right? an Amblin Entertainment, like a Goonies in, in yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, I think yeah, is what it is. Yeah. But but I mean, if it was Phasma, I, I mean, it probably wouldn't make sense. But who yeah. cares? John Watts do it. Um, next out, Ahsoka and. Uh, Wow, that's a typo. Ahsoka will recruit a character from from the Mandalorian to join a hunt for Thrawn. A character on the Mandalorian show will join Ahsoka, mm-hmm. venture into the Ahsoka series, and search for Thrawn. Uh, I think it's fairly high since it's supposed to exist in that Mando universe. Um, I'm going to go... I don't know who, but I'm going to go 75%. Oh, could you imagine if this is how they introduce... Uh, um, or... I guess it would have to be introduced in Mandalorian, uh, uh, Hondo and Naka into the live action. Like, oh, I mean, for <laughs> just just put him in one episode, so then you can make him a like series I'm, regular in Ahsoka. <laughs> I'm a little surprised we haven't got him yet. Yeah, like in any everything we've gotten, there's like been opportunities where you're like that could be Han-. like not. I'm not saying while I'm watching it, I'm disappointed. It's just you look back, you're like that could have been Hondo. So uh, yeah, I, I, Hondo's got to be coming, man. You bring Cad Bane in, and you don't bring Hondo. Hondo is at the theme park. You like mm, you've seen yeah, Hondo in yeah. person. Like Hondo yeah. is there. Han, like yeah. my sister now knows who Hondo is. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. never seen a Clone Wars or a Rebels, and she knows who Hondo is probably better than I do. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna go seventy-seven point nine eight percent. Do it. And our final out today: Biston and/or Pow will appear yeah. in Andor season two. We're gonna see Biston or Pow. 95 percent uh i mean it's it'd be stupid not to like you yeah. probably have the costume somewhere like just throw them in the back it doesn't have to be any character it'd be cool to give them more stuff but it's like you gotta like why not yeah absolutely i'm gonna go uh 67.39 percent. i mean we did see like saw's gang so the closer mm-hmm. we get to Rogue One in time, the closer these characters got to show up, right? Because yeah, Pow yeah. is like he, like I think Andor says Pow's name to him, like they have some kind of history. So, who knows? All right, those are our odds. Let us know what your odds are in the comments below or in the live chat. Uh, Brock, you ready for the news? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Hollow news. <laughs> Hollow news. The news you need to know right now. Ewan McGregor stated that he is hopeful for more seasons of Obi-Wan Kenobi as he reflects on how the series allowed him to work with old friends and explore his character's place in the framework of Star Wars. Talking during a digital press tour to campaign to get the show recognized at upcoming award ceremonies, McGregor had the following to say when he asked about the possibility of a future season to Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was so happy to do it again, so happy to work with Hayden Christensen again, and I hope we get the chance to do it again. As it stands, Obi-Wan Kenobi did well for Disney+, and there have been rumors that Lucasfilm may do a follow-up to the series at some point. However, there has been no official word about whether or not the series will be renewed or get some kind of spin-off. With any luck, Lucasfilm will announce new projects in the months ahead, possibly as soon as Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023 this March. Uh, In Acolyte news, while speaking with comicbook.com, Almandla Stenberg, who is one of the main characters, teased practical sets and creatures on the set of the Acolyte. The actor admitted that she was in awe of the technical ability on display when she finally arrived on set. She was amazed at the effort and collaboration required to complete a production of this magnitude. Although Stenberg described the work of many talented artists and designers, the Acolyte will still use stagecrafts on set virtual production visual effects technology, the volume, 
read what Stenberg has said about what you were talking about. <laughs> what can I say that I won't get me fired? Walking onto set, I ju I'll just say this. This is this is vague enough. You know that it must take a lot of technical ability and craftsmanship to make Star Wars, but you have no clue how expansive it is until you're part of it. Whether it's the puppeteers or the costume designers or all the folks from the different departments who build the sets, you don't realize how much incredible technology and foresight there is in every element until, until you're there. And in very big news for anyone that's going to celebration year, the first wave of guests has been announced. Uh, the following are for sure celebrities showing up to Star Wars Celebration being Anthony Daniels, Ashley Eckstein, Matt Lanter, D. Bradley Baker, Giancarlo Esposito, and from Obi-Wan, Vivian Lyra Blair, and Indira Varma. So that's pretty good for the first wave of guests. Maybe we'll get Mark Hamill? I don't know. And this has been your Hollow News. Mark Hamill. Does he have, like, I mean, it's he always nice to have Mark things. Hamill. But he's he's retired. He's like, you know what? I'm not in Star Wars anymore. Although he's in I, more Star Wars now than he he's actually appeared in more Star Wars on Disney Plus than he did, I think, in the entirety <laughs> of the sequels. I would love to go to celebration again, of course, because we love Star Wars. But like after watch, I finally I, I finished Willow, and man, what a series! What a series! So like, it's even more. I want to see um, uh, Warwick Davis in person again you're like oh that's the uh, guy he came really Amazing. close to you when you he came really him. close <laughs> big hands <laughs> top five top five top five ray moments we're talking about ray let's do top five ray moments ray's fun ray was a great character ray you know was not included in not included in the force awakens monopoly when it first came out brock and aaron bought me that monopoly and i looked at it and i said this is very strange there was uh kylo vader uh luke and who is it and finn strange choices i thought i was like there's no females which is weird like you could put leia in there yeah you could put ray and then and then i was like oh they don't want you to know ray has is a jedi but then you put ray with her staff and it would have made sense but then hasbro <clears throat> mailed out <laughs> the ray figure so now i have a ray figure but there's too yeah, many yeah. pieces for part of it and nobody ever wants to play monopoly tough five ray moments uh when she makes bread and she's <laughs> and the bread rises and she eats it. I'm like, oh, she's lonely. I, like I just that assume moment. that like that bread was like Cheddar Bay lobster, the red lobster biscuit. Yeah, like. that's what it <laughs> that's totally what it is. Like. It totally is. I love it after the movie came out, the obsession with how they did that. Yeah. Like, well, we well that's this. what bread does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it rose. <laughs> oh, my God. But that was like no one cared about anything else. They're like, how did the bread go? Uh, my number five is going to be controversial because it's what divided a, a whole galaxy of fans. Uh, the lightsaber toss scene between uh, Ray and and Luke Skywalker. It's something that bridges both movies, which was cool. Kind of like the first time we've really seen that. So um, in a Star Wars movie, because there's always time in between. But yeah, I like that scene because like, screw it. Like it was a it was a bold move and they should have followed up on it. They did follow up. The whole movie was a <laughs> no after the movie. <laughs> well, they did. She threw the lightsaber, and he said, "Why are you throwing your lightsaber? Respect it." Oh yeah, I guess. But you know what I mean. I yeah. My thing with that is is just the execution of it. Mm -hmm. Why did the music have to like swell up and stop like a Looney Tunes cartoon? Uh, number four, 
when she fights Kylo Ren on uh, Murder Planet, as you call it, in yeah, the Force Awakens. That is pretty sweet. Uh, it just it looks, you know, at that scene though, it's like the scene's kind of whatever. But like, I mean, it's a fun scene. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, it just looks good, and it, and it's on Hoth, but not Hoth, and it's snowy and lights. The, the lights from the lightsabers are shining on the snow. It's just a great. I just like it. It's fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, my number four is probably gonna be her piloting uh, the Millennium Falcon, or no, sorry. Chewie's piloting the Millennium Falcon, but she's like blasting TIE fighters out of the sky as they, in Last Jedi as they arrive yeah. to sort of save the day on crate. That's so cool. I just love it. <laughs> I would I would call that the forgotten scene. Yeah. It's yeah. like the point of the movie that no one talks about it. It's super awesome. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it no one talks awesome. about it. Yeah, yeah, but no one talks about it. It's like she, it's she like because my hmm? she shoots like three TIE fighters out of the sky at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably a better Ray moment than my number three is Praetorian Guards. And that's the part that I always mm. like think of in the last year. But that scene that you mentioned is like, it's so good. And mm. I just watched it when I watched it. We talked about it and then I watched it after we talked about it too. That scene is just really good. It's a lot of fun. That's what you want to see the Falcon do. Uh, but my number three is Praetorian Guards because how can I have a list that has anything to do with the sequels <laughs> to Praetorian Guards in it? exactly <laughs> my number three is uh her hearing the voices of all, the, all the fallen jedi that help her vanquish palpatine as much as like shoehorning palpatine into that m- series and that movie was very weird that part was really cool i like that idea that they're like oh here's all these voices i love that the cre- the con- the um lower thirds not the lower thirds the captaining said who was talking and i'm like oh that's cool and it's just like it's a good way if they do not continue some kind of story that goes with these other movies it's a good way to end it where it's like all those people that were important are still relevant at the end so yeah absolutely did you how do you feel about the voices would you have preferred to see their ghosts there or are you gonna no because force ghosts like I'd argue they haven't really been good ever. I guess I don't know. And I mean, we got did we get Qui Gon Jinn? Yeah, at the end of Obi Wan, we get Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, we do. Which was after Resogar. My my thing is, I was always like, I was always disappointed. But then also, the first time Obi Wan comes back as a Force ghost, it's just his voice. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're you know whatever. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what the reasoning was, but I think also you look back on A New Hope, obviously for reasons but obi-wan is just his voice um and my number two is uh i'm gonna rhyme my number two is the garbage will do when the first time we see the Ah. running she goes not that's garbage okay the garbage will do i like uh i like that moment yeah number that's my number two as well (laughs) and also it's like who's gonna fly it me (laughs) where's our pilot (laughs) like that whole interaction between her and finn is awesome it was really good. A lot of fun. And my number one is uh, the end of The Rise of Skywalker when she turns on that yellow lightsaber. And I'm like, yeah, give me yeah, more. Yeah. Give me more. I was going to say number one, her fighting Kylo on Murder Planet. But I'm going to yeah. change it to that. Because like that truly, like it's amazing. Like one little scene. And you're like, oh, I can't watch any more of this movie. And you're like, I am back in. So yeah, the <laughs> walking into the twin <laughs> suns with her lightsaber. And that's when she becomes Rey. She's full Rey. Yeah. She is. This is who she was destined to be. All yeah. right. Those are our top five. Let us know what your top five Ray moments are in the comments down below. And that'll do it, Brock, for the 273rd episode wow. of the Marvel Scum podcast. Uh, anything else you want to say? Uh, 
If you like pizza, you gotta hit up Brazilian oh, Pizza Party on TikTok and Instagram. Just just search it. James here. He makes homemade. <laughs> John Wick. He makes homemade pizzas. So go out there and support him. We already know Disney Desi does because I heard about it first through Disney Desi <laughs> social media, and then like an hour later, it's like he knew I found out. It's like, but it's great. James loves pizza, and oh, the dear. passion comes through. Go support him. Come on. He'll talk like an Italian man on the video. Hey. That's all right. That's, all right. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> that <don't> <laughs> all right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, 273. Give us a like and subscribe and all that. Uh, Brock, thanks. This was fun. And you were always scum. Rebel scum. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.